Today on the Habs Forum, we're back again with an episode when big news happens. We only record when big news happens now. We, we can't be bothered with the regular games, but today, actually it's funny because we we're planning on recording a, an episode today regardless, but today the coach was fired. Uh, so I think at this point, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, and we thought Duchamp was going to make it to the end of the year, and I honestly believe the plan was to keep him to the end of the year. But things just got so bad, and losing 7-1 to, I think, the fifth-worst team in the league was the final nail in the coffin. So, Zusham goes from hired in the middle of a season to the Stanley Cup final to worst team in the NHL to fired in, in, in one whirlwind year. But the craziest news about all this is only interim, but his replacement is Martin Saint-Louis who now has a very interesting hockey DB page if you look at his coaching history because it goes from AAA, uh, like a midget or something, or Bantam or something, or Pee Wee. Pee Wee. Uh, actually, I don't even think it was AAA. I think it was AA. <laughs> so. uh, and, and, uh, I think it was AAA. I think I just checked before. And I'll have to, I'll have to check in to, to NHL coach. But it's interim. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. So uh, obviously plenty to talk about with that. And uh some trade rumors to talk about too, and I, I don't think we're going to talk about how they've been doing on the ice because really, at this point, who cares? I don't think anyone does. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Justin. So let's get right into this. So we've talked about whether or not they should fire the coach uh, time and again, I and mean, we've had we had the podcast with the new GM coming in. We had the podcast when Jeff Gordon came in, and like we we kind of both agree that it was. You know, might as well just keep until the end of the year and change him in the offseason. People are joking online that he was the tanky commander. But at this point, because it, it just, as much as we thought it couldn't get worse, it did get worse. Oh, my like, God. So did you, did you still think he was going to make it through the whole season, or are you not surprised by this change at this point? I mean, like, a, a couple of weeks ago, like, it, it seemed like I would have said, you know, there, there's no way he was he was gonna leave. Like, and and you know, Kent Hughes and 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 Jeff and uh, and Gordon. I mean, they both said that you know he's he's gonna be there. They the plan was to keep him for the rest of the season. Which, I mean, yeah. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today, like basically sort of like saying, oh, you know, the Kent Hughes his first thing was like basically a lie. But I mean, like like you just circumstances said, like, change. Oh my God, like like I, I really truly believe, like you said before, like the, it was the plan to keep him. Um, you know, it, it made sense. The, the Habs were obviously not going anywhere, but at a certain point, like you have to make a move because I mean, they, they've been, like, let, let's be honest here. They're, they're basically the laughing stock of the league at this point. They've allowed 33 goals in the last five games. That is ridiculous. <laughs> that, that's crazy. That's mind boggling stuff. I mean, like it, it's, it's just, it like, just when you thought it couldn't get worse, it, it's just like become farcical at this point, how, how bad the haves have been doing. And I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it, obviously losing is one thing and losing on a regular basis, lose, basically losing all your games is another thing. And then you have what the haves are doing at this point. Like exactly. it's, it's not even like there's no effort whatsoever. And yeah, of course, you know, that that's obviously the the, ha- the, the players have a lot of, you know, a, a lot to say in that. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I mean, the, the coach is responsible for getting his players ready uh, and, and getting making sure that his that his players are motivated. And that's obviously has not happened. Uh, is this coaching change going to be, you know, a, is it going to make a big difference? Probably not. But 
it really can't get any worse though, right? I mean, no, but see, that's the thing though. It's it's not about like I, I'm like I'm happy this happened at this point. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have like I've had zero interest in watching these games, and it's not like. Like, I get it. It's a tank. It's fine. I think it's the right thing for the team. But, like, someone on Twitter compared it to the the Ottawa Senators, where the Ottawa Senators over the last two years have also been, quote-unquote, tanking. Like, not necessarily, like they're not losing on purpose, obviously, but they, they've been in a rebuild, and they've been losing more than they've been winning. But the one thing about the Ottawa Senators is if you're a fan of that team and you want to watch those games during the rebuild, it's a team that is working its butt off. That is, it's it's trying to win. It can actually be entertaining, and sometimes will upset a team here and there. And actually seems to be having fun on the ice, playing the young players, progressing the young players, and 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 stuff like that. Which is that's what you want, right? You want during the rebuild to to still you know have your young guys progress, and you want to build the culture of of, of at least trying to win, because that that's the big thing, you know. It's it's it, like sh- I agree, the roster has been in shambles this 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 year with the injuries and everything, and I I just think that the the, the roster has never been that that good to to begin with, but they're just not trying. Like it's 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 completely pathetic. It's 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 embarrassing to watch these games, and and the players say after the fact that they're embarrassed to be on the ice, but at the same time, it's like, well, I mean. Are you that embarrassed? Because it doesn't seem like you get like something was happening there, and uh, you really get the feeling that a lot of players wanted uh, him gone. I mean, just look at Gallagher's uh, remarks from I think it was just yesterday or the day before yesterday, where someone asked him uh, if he missed his former line mates uh, Tatar and, and Dano, and he he said something along the lines of I I don't know this for sure, but I don't think I've had the same line mates more than like two games in a row this year, something along those lines. And I mean, if that's not a direct knock at your coach i don't know what it is like I, I don't know if he directly meant it that way but it definitely comes off as being like i'm not really happy with how, how things are being handled I, I mean i think gallagher's been in the league long enough that he knows you know he <laughs> he knows what what sort of message he's message he's putting out there um so i'm it's sure you know he, he you know he he knows exactly what he's saying there gallagher's a very smart guy um but yeah no i mean it seems like every time any of the players says something publicly, uh, they're, they're definitely not going to bat for the coach. That's for sure. And I mean, you see that the way the way that they're playing, I mean, it's it's they, something had to be done at the end of the day. And I mean, yes, obviously, we we know, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying, oh, you know, Duchamp didn't really get a fair shake and all that. OK, yes, obviously, he stepped into the season and, you know, the, the, with, with the covid, obviously that that didn't make it an ideal situation. Um, you know, obviously they had to deal with a whole lot of injuries. Weber, of course, retiring, well, essentially retiring uh, out of nowhere at the beginning of the season. Uh, same thing with Price. You know, he hasn't been able to play all season. But I mean, even, despite all the injuries, like you have, like there has to be some effort at some point on the ice. There has it, and and j- the roster decision. I mean, sort of like to Gallagher's point. I mean, the roster decisions yeah. that he seems to make are just. I, I, I mean, I don't understand it. Like this is obviously a lost season, and you have Cole Caulfield on a regular basis, and and even Ryan Paling are barely playing, getting fourth, you know, fourth line minutes. You have a guy that like Rem Pitlick since he's been since he's joined the team, he's been. I would. I mean, I don't think you can really argue he's been one of the bright spots. Yeah. And he was scratched yesterday. Like how there, I I mean, there's so many players on this team that deserve to be scratched for the effort that they're putting out there. And you decide to scratch Rem Pitlick. I mean, it's just one mind boggling decision after another. Yeah. I, I just, 
at, at the same time, I do kind of like feel for him a little bit. Like he was kind of given like a bit of a, I mean, it, it, it was a horrible situation from the get go. Like he, if this is the only NHL head coaching job he ever has, he he's going to be so incredibly frustrated about this for the rest of his life because you know with, with just the fact that the entire thing with through, was through COVID and and like it was weird at the beginning and then he still got the, the the cup run but then this year the injuries and everything and all that but it's 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 like you said it's like it's just the actual decisions that are being made they just they just make no sense and and, and even in the press conferences and all that it almost seems at time seemed at times like he had also checked out. Yeah. It's almost like he knew there is no chance he was, you know, he, he, at, at, at most he was going to finish this season. He's going to get fired after that. And at this point he was like, well, why do I need to be here then? You know, anyway, and when I say I feel bad for him, he's still, you know, still going to get paid out for that contract that he signed. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll sit at home for uh, for uh, however much he's getting paid. I can't remember exactly, but it's I, it, it was the move to do it. It, 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 it had to happen. But now that I I had never even heard of of, of Marty Saint Louis as a possibility. I had never even like when you I think you first messaged it in the chat and I was like no that's obviously a fake rumor and then it, it seemed like there were people throwing rumors out there a ton and I think it's uh, Mathias Brunet from uh, La Presse who's a pretty good uh, reporter said tweeted something along the lines that I've I've had five different confirmations of five different names in the last thirty minutes and. So, I mean, I, part of me was like wondering, okay, is, is this staff trying to figure out who is uh, is leaking all the information and they're giving uh, different names to everyone on their <laughs> on their team to, to see who's actually leaking the info? But it's actually Marty St. Louis who gets the job. And it, I don't know, like, part of me kind of likes it because it's it's not another coach. First of all, it's not a coach that we've had as a coach before, which that, uh, that alone I'm happy about. And and Zusham, even though we were happy about that for that aspect of it, he was still, you know, and we saw that immediately. He was Julien's assistant, and we thought he was going to come in and be more offensively minded and all that. But it, it was uh, he also either wasn't able to kind of move the players away from Julien's system, or just never really wanted to. And then when he did try stuff, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense, and a lot of it just felt like more of the same. Oftentimes. With St. Louis, you're going to get something completely new. And look, we don't know what he can do as a coach, but hey, it's interim just till the end of the season. And this season's lost anyways, right? We, we don't expect to, I mean, it would be a miracle to finish higher than 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 second last, right? We we They might be able to pass uh, uh, the Coyotes, but they're not passing uh, any, anyone else, likely. Like they're 10 points behind the third last team. You know, it's pathetic. <laughs> But which at the same time is kind of a positive because even if you're pro tanking, you can be happy to see them win and see them do better because they're probably not going to get a better position anyway. So I'm kind of curious to see how it goes with St. Louis. And it's like it's a like perfect opportunity to give someone like him a shot because it doesn't matter. He can lose every single game till the end of the year. And then, you know, it's it's no better than it was with, with, with Duchamp, right? It's bad for the the whole like progressing of young players and all that but hey we gave it a shot but then what if this guy's actually great i mean if he can push forward the way he was on the ice onto these players i mean talk about someone that gave it his all to make it as a you know four foot two nhler you know like 
<laughs> Someone <laughs> saying that we had a ton of heart in his playing. Yeah, definitely a hell of a guy for uh, for Cole Caulfield to model himself off yeah, after, absolutely, right? So, absolutely. But I mean, one thing that I found really weird, like, was that you know they they fire they they you know obviously communicated that uh, Zusham was fired. Yeah. They sent out the press release and and announced that the the next head coach is going to be announced later today. Isn't that kind of weird? Like, so they had like everybody, all everybody in the media, everybody on Twitter, just like going crazy. Like, I feel like normally you sort of announce, well, either it doesn't happen at the same time or you announce someone right away is like, I don't know. I just, I found that that was really weird. That is a very good point, actually. So like, did they actually just do really quick phone interviews in that like two hour period to figure out who's going to be the next coach? (laughs) Like it, I, it just it was like to me that was just so weird for it to, yeah. and then like to to pull someone out of left field like that on top of it, it yeah it, I mean I don't know that was that really just I found that extremely weird, um you know and and it kind of like the timing too like this is like it, unless I'm like I'm pretty sure I'm right about this but last year when they fired Julien yeah it was sort of the same thing when they they had like a long break. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, this would be like perfect time to fire Julien. And then they, they, then the first game back, they come back and they like, I think they got blown out like the same sort of thing, like five, one or something. Yeah. And, and then they fire him the next day. Yeah. So it's, no, it's, it's it, like, that is, that is exactly how it worked last time. It's a, it's a bit different last year because the season wasn't completely lost yet. So it, it was really ridiculous to not make the change beforehand. But now it's just, I mean, a seven, one loss to the devils is just like, and the Devils, who I mean, one of the worst teams in the NHL, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they they had lost like the last six or seven games in a row on top of it, and yeah. they had played the night before. So it's, I mean, it's completely <laughs> unacceptable, right? Like the only way you lose that game in that way is if you are completely checked out as a team, and so 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 if you see that after that, and, and maybe the, the idea here is that like they see the break as being like, okay, let's see how it goes after the break, you know, maybe they just. They just need a break, you know, to get back, you know, to to to, to you know normalcy or, or or whatever. But I mean, clearly they it didn't help, and it just I mean seven one against the Devils. That's the kind of game that loses you a job. And and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, they the both Kent Hughes and uh, and Jeff Gorton have gotten to like maybe talk to a few of the players, talk to a few of the veterans, maybe get a get an idea of of who wants out, who wants to be traded out, you know, and. And the, maybe a recurring theme has been a lot of players clearly not being happy with uh, with uh, where the coaching has been going, right? And it, it really does seem like he lost the players really quickly. I, I don't think the players had a lot of respect for Deshaun, unfortunately. No, no, I, de- I definitely think so. I mean, like, or don't think so. I mean, you know, it's it seemed like... You know, it, uh, as we've talked about, I mean, it was kind of... It wasn't an ideal situation right off the bat, and... And he just did, did, I don't know, he didn't seem prepared. Like, you know, that's that's why I really think you, you know, yes, he was the associate coach or the the assistant head coach or whatever the hell his job was before, um, you know, in the NHL. But he, he was never, obviously had a lot of success with you in Halifax um, and in Drummondville in, in the queue. But, you know, he, he was never a head coach in the AHL. And I think, you know, that, that experience is is very important now obviously we're getting someone that doesn't even have that experience in st louis but i mean he just he just see especially in a market like montreal i, I don't know he just seemed like 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 a fish out of water basically yeah, yeah. and you know, he seemed lost but like one one thing though to, which is i mean i think it's 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 worth mentioning it like 
like Duchamp also never had NHL playing experience, right? Like it's not like he had any really real experience at at, at, at the high level. He, he and he like you said didn't have much coaching experience even in the AHL. And like it, it is weird that St. Louis coming in here and and I I, uh, I, I looked it up and like, I just had it before I, I lost it again. Me, so he was mid Fairfield Rangers thirteen under Triple A. So it was Triple A 13, 13 under Triple A. That he was actually and he was an assistant coach this year apparently. Uh, so yeah, he was a head coach previously, but clearly he just was working like more as like. You know, consultants and doing stuff here and there, but he actually has a long Hall of Fame NHL career, so he does have that NHL experience. And as far as losing the respect of, of the players, when when you're someone like Dusham, like you have to wonder if maybe they look at his like resume and and right away they're like, who is this guy? You know, now being the head coach, even though he was assistant for beforehand and all that. But someone would say we might not have the coaching experience, but the fact that he's coming into the room with his cup rings, with his years of experience of, of and, and fighting tooth and nail to even make it to the NHL and to then become a an elite player, like for a few years he was arguably the best player in the NHL, St. Louis was. So like that must come with a certain amount of, of respect from the players, you would hope. Obviously, it doesn't always translate to being a good coach. I mean, exhibit A is Wayne Gretzky, right? Like we all know how that went when he was a coach, but I mean, by all accounts, he's he's a really really smart hockey mind. Uh, Saint Louis is, and and like I, I I caught this tweet from Darren Dreger before how, how he's saying is he's uh might be a surprise to to most, but uh, he's an excellent communicator, engages analytics, uh, qualified teacher. Like it seems like he has the things needed. It's just weird that he doesn't have the experience. But at the same time, with the market we 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 are in and how we have put our self in a corner forcing ourselves to only hire French speaking coaches. If you have a guy that is a former NHLer and seems like he will one day be an excellent coach, maybe you have to make him jump a few steps when, when the spot opens up so that you don't hire the a worse guy. And then by the time he, this guy is ready, he's already got a different job somewhere else, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I think the fact that obviously the, he has that interim tag is, is huge. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh it's it's probably going to be you know it, it, it's going to be a temporary thing i think and unless like he really does an amazing job uh, you know and, and then he wants to stay um but you know I, I, and and certainly that that has something to do with it the, the fact that you know we, we at the end of the day we do have to hire a french-speaking coach yeah um and that obviously limits the limits the candidates and especially limits the candidates halfway through the season sure. so you know you're certainly not going to be able to get a guy that you want right now um, so, you know, that that probably has something to do with it interim right now. And then in the off season, and, and that's what they said, too, in the off season, they're going to figure it out. And, you know, they'll have a lot more candidates. They'll have some of the some of the guys maybe they're in the AHL, like Benoit Grou, um, you know, another guy like Pascal Vincent, uh, maybe even Jean-Francois Houle, who's doing a pretty good job with the Rocket right now. So, you know, they'll have a lot more but options in the off season. If you're just going interim just because you want to then hire a different guy in in the in the off season. Don't you just go with the assistant coach then? Yeah, you know, you, you would think so, but I I think maybe one of the things let's not forget that like, you know, the assistant coach basically at this point is Luke Richardson, right, who who doesn't speak French. So yeah, I think and, maybe and, that and we saw what happened. happened in the past uh when that happened and uh who was it again? Was it Randy Kennyworth? Yeah, yeah, really yeah, and, and and even though he was only there as an interim assistant coach, uh, head coach, 
we you still had those bozos protesting in front of the belt center. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember it was a group of like of like ten people, right? But like still, they made like the news and everything, which is like, why are you giving these people uh, a voice? But uh, so yeah, unfortunately, you because no one said anything with when Luke Richardson stepped in for a uh, for Jashama. Obviously, that was like exceptional circumstances because of uh, everything that uh, that happened, but. I don't know, like, do you think it's more likely that in the offseason, like, it's it's complete speculation now because we haven't even seen a single game with San Luis behind the bench, but do you think, if you had to put money on it now, do you think it's more likely we start next season as San Luis as the head coach, or do you think they're going to hire someone with more experience in the offseason? I definitely think it's going to be somebody else. Um, you oh. know, unless he really does a, does a fantastic job and the team, like, really turns it around and we see a lot of progression from some of the young kids, I'm, I'm, my money's definitely on on hiring somebody else. Um, you know, to, to get back to, to them hiring him, I don't, I don't, I'm, I wonder if maybe the fact that obviously, I mean, it was just announced yesterday that the Montreal Canadiens are going to be able to have fans starting what in like two weeks. Yeah, uh, and let's be honest, who's who's at like before this with the way the Habs are going, who is really who would have really bought tickets at that point? Yeah. This, well, actually, you know, I was I was I was reading a thread about that coming back, and uh, one of the top comments was like, uh, "How do I volunteer?" Because at first it's only fifty percent, and the people were like, "How do I volunteer to be one of the fifty percent that gets my refund instead of having to go to the?" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, may, maybe this sort of played into it. You know, I mean, Jeff Molson yeah. wants to sell tickets; he's lost a lot of money over the last two, two years, so. It, that that might have played into it too. No, for I, sure. I, I'm definitely way more interested to see this team playing out, right? And like, yep. I'm just I'm, I actually have a reason to be curious about how it is on the ice. And just if, if Saint Louis' game plan is similar to the type of player he was, I'm excited, right? Like, I, we we've had so many years of like the one reason if we go back to our podcast when Deshaun was hired, we were excited is that we thought he was going to come in and be a more offensive minded coach. That just proved to not really be true. And then one of the most exciting things about the, the press conference with uh, with uh, Kent Hughes and Jeff Gorton is that they, they were talking about like wanting a more modern offensive minded team. And and then and, and look, it, I don't expect this team to go on any sort of winning streak. I mean, the roster still is what it is. But if the team just plays in a way that's more more exciting, like I was talking about, like the Ottawa Senators of the last few years. If you're an Ottawa fan, like they've been losing, but at least the games have been entertaining. Like I just want to have fun watching the games, and and if Stanley could do that, I, I wouldn't be that surprised if he if he ends up getting a job after this season. I, I don't think he got brought in just to be an an an, an in between, because because like why even would Saint Louis do that? Like unless Saint Louis by the end of the year he even doesn't want to be coach still, he realizes that's not something that's interesting to him. I, I I I would be more surprised I think if he's not the head coach for next year I think he would really need like the season would have to keep going exactly the way it's going we keep, the team keeps getting blown out that there, there's no change in, in in the in the effort level and the motivation of the team I think then obviously he he doesn't get brought back but I don't think that's what's going to happen I think you're you're going to see a, a a flip here and the team's going to start winning a bit more or at least putting up more like interesting efforts and, and what's great about this timing is Dusham did a great job of setting the tank up because like I said before we we're, we're pretty close to the coyotes in the standings but after that there's a 10 points separation with the with the Seattle Kraken so 
even if the Canadians go on some winning streaks and and, and play much better, they're still likely going to be second last, even if they do significantly better from the end of the year. It's not like they're going to win 10 in a row, right? Even if they they win 50% of their games, there's still a good chance they're going to be bottom two, bottom three in, in the league. So at least we can watch the rest of the season and not hope for them to lose and just root for the team and hope things go better. And, and like, I want to see Caulfield start scoring some goals. And I want to see some, some creativity on our offense, maybe like a, a possible power play. And, and I don't know, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm just always fool myself and get excited with these changes, <laughs> but it just, it's been so bad. It can't, it, it can't not get better. It just can't. I mean, it's not the first time that we said it can't get any worse. Has continued to do so, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, like you said, I mean, at least there there is a reason to watch the games at this point, and not just uh, you know have it on in the background while we play NHL. Yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. So. Exactly. I have not watched a game in a different way since in the last <laughs> few months. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's obviously going to be a little bit a little bit of excitement at this point. But there was one theory that um, that, that was thrown out there. Uh, I saw two people basically, basically say the same theory. One of them was uh, Anthony Marcotte, who who uh, he said he had spoke to to someone in. Uh, I don't know, I think in scouting, uh, who basically said that he, the the uh, the theory was that Martin Saint-Louis would sort of be the interim, that that's the idea, and that eventually by the end of the year, or well, at the end of the year, in the offseason, he'd move into sort of a management role, and okay. they'd hire a new coach. And this is sort of, you know, first of all, to, to sort of fill that gap in the meantime, but also sort of to get a pulse check on the team. Which yeah, I that, think does make some sense. Th- that and, that does make sense. If yeah. if it's a situation where they have a an other another position in mind for Saint Louis, that I can wrap my head around for sure. Uh, because apparently now, now one of, essentially the guy that did broke this on Habs Twitter was uh, Marco Devi Baudouin. Yeah. Um, you know, and and one of the things he also said <laughs> not not too long ago was that uh, Vincent Cavalier is going to be the assistant GM, or he's going to be named the assistant GM tomorrow. So, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you have Le Cavalier and obviously St. Louis are pretty close from their Tampa Bay days. So it's, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's starting, it's starting to sort of piece together and make sense now. And, and yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, not a, uh, obviously some pretty smart hockey minds there, not necessarily a whole lot of experience in, a, in an NHL front office, but, but I think that makes sense. And, and that, that's, that's what I think is going to happen is he's sort of going to be that he is really going to be that interim guy and they're going to hire somebody with, you know, a more proven track record, maybe not necessarily an NHL proven track record, but uh, you know, at least an AHL kind of guy in next, well, for next season. I mean, if that's what they're doing, and then that uh, basically he he brought in someone that he trusts and that he knows that he can have kind of like an inside track of, you know, of like you said, like get a pulse of what's going on in the rooms and and maybe who they need to build around and all that. I mean, that, that I, I don't hate that idea either. You know, it's I mean, stuff needed to change, and and then like you said, like is the name you keep bringing up is uh, is Guru, right? Like. But yeah, yeah, it's like, does it make sense to hire him in the middle of the season, right? It, it, no, that's that's the whole reason why the team wanted to wait until the uh, the off season for 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 the coaching change, right? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- that yeah. makes sense. Maybe he will be an interim. Yeah, I don't know if you could. I, th- that's the thing. I don't even know if you could really hire an AHL coach in the middle of the season, right? Uh, it would Tampa really let that happen? Uh, but I mean, one of the things that did fuel the fire is that Benoit Guru, who's the the head coach of the Syracuse Crunch. 
is uh is in Laval right now playing the Rockets. Yeah. So, yeah, so interesting time. So I actually didn't put two and two together with that too. So he's the AHL coach for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yep. There you go. So even That's more hilarious. Sort of, why? Why? Yep. Why are the Canadians so connected to to Tampa? And now I'm disappointed that uh, I'm really disappointed that uh, I'm not not really, but like that. Uh, what's his name? Dash wasn't hired as the. We're just a full full Tampa Bay team <laughs> moving forward. But uh, yeah, I mean I Tampa mean, Bay, they, right? They I mean success. they. Uh, yeah, I mean Tampa Bay's got Julien Brisebois, who they got, who was the former assistant GM. Obviously, they of the Canadians. Obviously, they got uh, Mathieu Dash. So uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll go get some guys from uh, some ex Lightning. And hopefully it works out as well for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, well, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I wonder how he's gonna be though, like Stanley, because like apparently he he is uh, extremely competitive, and extremely you know, he was extremely hardworking and all that. So is he coming gonna come into this room, and you know, make them bag skate? And because a, a comment I saw recently. Uh, was about uh, I think this person stayed anonymous, but they 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 someone reported on Twitter that they heard from about how the the practices in Montreal were some of the most pathetic practices they'd ever seen, and uh, having watched hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of practices, when, when the coach blows the whistle, like you expect the players to you know skate to the coach immediately as quickly as they can, and then the, but then the Duchamp would blow the whistle, and then you'd, you'd see players finish their conversation, leaning on the, the side of the board, slowly make their way to the coach, and just kind of like, you know, just not not really not really caring, you know, like acting like they're they're, they're they have a practice for for a beer league, and it's one of their dumb friends that's, that's pretending to be the coach, you know. Especially but like Saint Louis doesn't give me the vibe. Yeah, yeah no, especially yeah. Saint Louis doesn't give me the vibe that that's gonna fly. Like, is he gonna make these guys skate like crazy? Like, I'm really curious to see him. Uh, I'm almost more curious to see the first practice to see how he treats the players. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And yeah, I mean, you, that's definitely not. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of clips from the practices and and yeah, like you said, I haven't watched a whole lot of NHL practices, really. But, uh, you know, you want to see more hustle than that, especially when things are going as bad as they're going. Um, you know, if if uh, if you're uh, you know, if the team's uh, in first uh, in the league, then maybe you could get away with that. But but not when not when things are going this bad but yeah. you know like you touched on earlier i mean it, it, even if he doesn't have that experience at least for the rest of the season he he's going to because of his obviously amazing career that he had he's going to command that respect so you know I, I think hopefully that that'll go a long way with at least getting the veterans to to buy in a, a little bit more than they have so yeah. far this season and you know, and hopefully, you know, we're just gonna see some of the some of the kids, you know, get a get a real chance. And and obviously, I mean, again, Caulfield is, you know, we'd love to see him become sort of the sort of player oh, that St. Louis yeah. was. And you know, hopefully, play him, hope pay, play Paling, and and play some of the guys that that have really shown that they deserve to play, like a Rem Pitlick, and not have guys like that, uh, you know, in the press box every night. I mean, if the team keeps losing, but at least, well, like I said before, the, the games are entertaining. Start seeing some goals from from uh from Caulfield and Paling and all that I mean that that that's enough that's all I want it's just it, it can't be good for these players to be going through this types of season and and like we haven't even talked on Caden Primo like like maybe Primo is not the pro- goalie prospect we thought he was but he's not getting a chance at this point like he, he completely ruining his progression like can he he even will he even recover in Montreal at this point with all uh, the I, games is it, is it is it already too late for for Caden Primo 
I can't understand. Like, how is he still there? Like, he's he's clearly not ready. You're you're putting. And I mean, the same. Thing, well, obviously, I mean, Moltenbull's another thing. He's a little bit older, and he's you know not a Canadian's draft pick, and he's not. He's never been. You know, sort of has that. He's never had that title of sort of future of the Canadians. But yeah, and it's like someone know, has to be in that. You know, for anyone, like like for me, like you know, some people were saying, okay, it's it's hard to go get a goalie at this point because all teams are hanging on to their goalies. I mean, gee, man, at this point, I would sign Kevin Poulin, who was the age, the goalie for the yeah. Rocket right now, and have him yeah. be the backup. Yeah, anyone, anyone. Yeah. It, it can't, it can't be worse. Find and also, <laughs> do we have to have a Molson Cup? Like, how embarrassing do you think that was for Moltambu? Like, honestly, like, who made that decision? And like, someone needed to step in and be like. We're just not going to announce a Molson Cup this year, this week. There's just not going to be one. Like, I don't know if it's a sponsorship thing. Well, I mean, hell, it's Molson. Like, there's like they, they should be able to just say no. I mean, but like to, to to be named the Player of the Month with the stats he put, and I don't even blame him. I don't think any fan does. I mean, it, what's being asked of him with the with the team that's in front of him, like. I wouldn't expect any goalie to do well. I mean, I, I would, I would, I think that the team would be allowing slightly less goals with Price in front of the net, but I don't think it'd be going that much better. But like, why? Why embarrass him like that with his like? Uh, it's like the four point five goals against and like some ridiculous save percentage. Like, why? Just don't have the Molson Cup for that month. Yeah, but like, yeah, I get that. But that, that doesn't it kind of look even worse if you don't name one? Like, it's like we're so bad, nobody, nobody is getting the trophy. But like, I feel like that looks really bad. But I, yeah, I, I get what you I mean. Guess. Like, those stats obviously were. <laughs> and it's just it's a very like luckily it was announced in front of no fans but like imagine there's like ten thousand people on the stands and then they zoom in on Moltambu who was who was backup that day and then he's like yeah Molson Cup with his 4.0 goals against average and you know what is that that's just like why are you putting your your player through that like he knows he knows it's ridiculous that he's getting this award I mean, basically everything that's happened this season has been embarrassing. Like, let's be honest, the Canadians have been around now for what I think 113 years, yeah. uh, and this they're just constantly setting records at this point. The last five games, 33 goals. That's the most they've ever allowed. They might fit. You know, th- this is by far the worst season in 113 years the Canadians have ever had. That's great. And coming that's off the of finals. <laughs> oh my god. Like, like I remember last year when we were, you know, basically when we beat Vegas, when we were in the finals, it was like, it just feels like a dream. This is like, it, it, it's not real. Like, this is such an amazing feeling. And it's like basically the exact same thing at this point, but a nightmare. Like, th- this can't actually be happening. Like, for the Canadians yeah. to be this bad and losing every, like getting destroyed every single game. Like, it yeah. just feels so surreal. Yeah, and, and like I said before, I'm I'm ready for it to end. I'm like like for a while I was like worried about them going on a winning streak, you know, and turning things around and then ending up like with the tenth pick instead. But like they're far down enough now that I just want to see them start winning. Like 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 can we like, can we get like two wins in a row? Oh my god. Imagine imagine how exciting that would Actually, be. Actually now that you mentioned two wins in a row, I don't did Duchamp no I don't think so. He never got two regular season wins in a row in his whole tenure. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, Duchamp. Oh god. Like is he is he ever gonna get another coaching chance, you think? I mean There's he no. did make it to the final. He's gonna be I mean he'll be he'll be a head coach in the queue next year. 
Um, he'll definitely be there for a couple of years. Maybe I mean, he, he might you know, he I might just, be able to get an assistant job in the NHL again. I don't think no. There, there's no way he's going back to no? the, he'll, not not anytime soon. He yeah. he will eventually like assuming he does. He might prefer much. that. He might prefer to go back to the Q. Honestly. Yeah. Too. Oh, I definitely think so. Get out of the spotlight and all that. And I think eventually, you know, if if things go well in the Q, he'll he'll get a job in the AHL. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, if he does get, and I would be very surprised if he gets another head coaching job in the NHL, it's going to be a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be in Montreal either. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what, like it's it's just it, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to talk about. Like how how is this still happening? How are we, how are we here? Like how did we get here? And it's just like I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be bad for a couple of years. We all know that. Um, Hopefully it gets now, a little we, bit better. Now, now we need the trades to start rolling in, right? That's that's what we have to be excited about, because I mean, I just, I, I, I just need something to be excited about. Like like I said, I'd like to see them start winning, but I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Like I don't want to believe it. And t- tomorrow, St. Louis' first game against the Capitals. Like we'll see how that goes. And then it's the the back to back afternoon games, which, if I'm not mistaken, historically the Canadians are always terrible in those games. The the Super Bowl weekend games, always. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get, obviously got the trade deadline to look forward to. I mean, it is going to be interesting to see how, how St. Louis does. Um, you know, hopefully the team can, can show a little bit of life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that trade, trade deadline is going to be very exciting. That's for sure. So do you think he gets his first win, St. Louis, in the next three games? So he starts his tenure on a three-game homestand, and it's the Capitals tomorrow, so he has no time to, to, to put anything in, right? And then, even then, not in a lot of time, Saturday, Sunday, two afternoon games. Is he getting a win in those first three games? I'm going to say that Columbus and the Sabres are the other two games. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm going to say he's actually, they're actually going to win tomorrow. Yeah? I guess the Capitals? Uh, the Capitals have been play- haven't been playing that well. And, and, and if they yeah, – you would know because you have, you have their goalie as your, in your fantasy, right? I know. Um, and the, the, here's the thing, though. Like, what if the team shows up tomorrow and plays their best game of the year? Th- then I mean, I that that's just gonna, that's, that's what's gonna happen. Like, they're they're gonna show light. That just confirms that they just hated Zushan. But like, how do they make it to the final with this guy? But that's and what you then, always but, see, though, right? I mean, like, yeah. anytime you see a new coach, aside from when Dushan got <laughs> got promoted, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you always see the team like sort of. Like show some more life, you know. They're getting that new voice. Um, it is, it is obviously a pretty quick turnaround. Um, but you know, I think they're definitely going to show some life. And and you know, I mean, they're playing Columbus and Buffalo, two teams that they should hopefully not get blown out against. Um, but the uh, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, they have some reason to play at this point. So I I think we're going to see some fire from the Habs over the next three games. I mean, the the best example of it is uh, the, the the Canucks went on a seven game winning streak earlier this season when uh, Bruce Boudreaux stepped in as uh, as head coach for them. And and, and at the time when it happened to the Canucks, uh, I was saying this is a perfect example of why we have to not change coaches because at that point in the season, going on a seven game winning streak is where you're like messing up your draft position, but you're still not going to make the playoffs. You know, kind of situation. Now. They can go on a winning streak. I'll be happy to see them go on a winning. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but uh, I'd be uh, I, I I'd be very 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 happy to to see it at this point. 
All right, I'm making my my second bold prediction of the season. My first one, of course, was that Lekkonen was going to fetch a first-round pick. I, I said that like three months ago, and you thought I was crazy. Second bold prediction, okay, we just said Duchamp in his whole tenure as Habs head coach did not get two wins in a row. I'm going to say that St. Louis in his first week gets two wins in a row. <laughs> Oh man, that would be that would be very funny. That would I could I could see it happening. I could, I can definitely see it happening. Uh, I mean, I'm and I'm I'm wondering if he's gonna make any sort of roster changes too in in, in the coming days. And and it does seem like you're you're gonna end up being right with uh with the 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 Lekkonen thing. I I, I really kind of uh, I think I underrated and a lot of people did how much you can get for for someone that's really considered a really reliable and like you know like what he did in the in 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 the playoffs and that and that that he scored the goal that clinched the the finals appearance and and all that and it looks like it's either going to be a first or or a legit prospect that we're going to get from uh from a team so i mean that's what i'm excited about like i mean petrie now is is like is petrie still leave definitely leaving probably at this point it's too late to fix anything there like he was definitely checked out but like but apparently he's getting a ton of interest at first when we were talking about this uh this trade deadline earlier in the season it was kind of like yeah there's ben Sherratt that apparently is going to get us a first which is hilarious but then what we're going to trade brett kulak like who cares but now it's it went so poorly that even players on two three year contracts are being talked about to be moved and guys are requesting trades and all that and I mean I'm so curious to see what the return is going to be for guys like Lekin and Jeff Peach if Jeff Peach gets traded before the deadline which I mean I I know the, the there's a lot of chances that's going to happen in the off season more than at the deadline but it sounds like the rumors are that they're getting a lot of calls about Jeff Petrie and I mean, sure he's been bad this year but coaches see how he performed in the last few years and. Uh, if you can add Jeff Petrie to, to your cup run, that can go uh, that can go a long way. I mean, I, I I'm so curious to see what the returns we're gonna get for these guys. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Well, especially Petrie. I mean, like you said, obviously he's been it's 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 been an adventure this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, by all accounts, from you know what the insiders are saying is that it the teams are basically looking at his you know the way that he's played over the last couple of seasons and not this season. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously you could get a really good return for him. Same thing with Tyler Toffoli. I mean, I'm sh- you could get a solid return for him as well. You're going to get a, a lot. A lot of rumors sending him to Calgary, uh, Toffoli. Yeah. Which you know would would make sense. I mean, uh, lot lots of good. Yeah, I mean, there there it could it's going to be really exciting. I and mean, you know, I think one thing too is that there's not necessarily a whole lot of sellers at this point. And so you know, the Canadians, they really and, and, you know and, and, it's going to be a seller's market. And as bad as they've been this year, a lot of injuries and all that, like it's still a team that if you're moving players, if you're not just moving the upcoming UFAs, it's it's a team that's full of players that have playoff experience and have proved to be able to perform in the playoffs. And so, so it's definitely, you know, if you're willing to move more than just the kind of pending UFAs, I mean, there's a lot, a lot on the team. As bad as the team is, I think there's a lot on the team that I think a lot of GMs would love to add. However, when I'm looking at the veterans on this team, like I'll be sad to see Toffoli go, man. He's like one of the ones I'd almost like to hold on to because despite all this, he has clearly said he's happy to stay and he wants to be part of the solution. He's and he has clearly a great relationship with a lot of the young players. You know, like we saw that picture that was uh, doing the rounds on on a Habs Twitter of uh, Jake Evans going to uh, the posted by his 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 wife, which is which is great that. That uh, Toffoli's wife seems to be, you know, 
a, a sane person, Not unlike crazy. some of the other wives, <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> so I, I kind of part of me kind of want, you have to hold on to some of the veterans, and I, I I'd be so I, to Foley of all the ones that might leave, I, I think I'd be the saddest to see go is Tyler, Tyler to Foley. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, but I, I think he's because of his contract and and you know because yeah. of the way he has actually performed pretty well compared to the rest of the team this season. Um, you know, he's he's probably one of the guys that'll get you the best return. So True. you know, it, it definitely has to be a really good return to to give up on oh. Foley. Uh, sure. But and it's because it's a great contract too. And like you said, you look at his numbers this year. Like I didn't even realize it. his like twenty five points in thirty four games. It's not that bad at all. He's only a minus four. Like. Toffoli's somehow not having a bad year this year, like among everything that's been happening with this team. Yeah, so I mean, he'd definitely be a fantastic addition. I mean, to 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 any any team really, and obviously, you know, he's he's got another two, if not three seasons. Yeah, I think two years left on his deal, maybe yeah, even three. But uh, yeah, I mean, he and especially with the salary cap, with that low hit, I mean, he'd be a great player to have. That I'm sure a lot of teams would love to get to Foley. Uh, but I mean, obviously, the makeup, the makeup of this team is going to be a lot different, you know, to beginning of next season. But man, like, I mean, I, I, after the trade deadline, it's be a lot different. Like, okay. do you like we can move as many as like five roster players to the trade deadline? And yes. I, I, I was reading about the, like he's he's done it before. Eh? Uh, he uh, Jeff Gordon with the Rangers. There was a deadline where he moved five guys. Like it's like he has experience doing that, and we could see it happen. I mean, it's. That's what's what's going to be exciting because e- even if it's not because we're getting players in return and we're mainly getting picks and maybe prospects that aren't making the team, but it was more fun a few weeks ago when they had no choice but to play some of the random AHL guys because of all the injuries because it's like they were trying. They were at least trying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, at least they were showing some effort at that point, even, you know, if, if they weren't winning. But like one thing, man, like you just, you know, we're talking about Jeff Petrie is it's like it's so depressing to see and like how that how basically his tenure is is obviously going to be ending in montreal like yeah. he's been like such a great have so dependable like the best player on, on on the team basically the last couple of seasons and to see like the way that it's ending is just like you know the cherry Shades on max the patch ready Sunday, man Shades like, max well, yeah, patch ready, yeah, that's, man. yeah that's a good point They're probably it, it, even arguably even worse than max patch ready the way that he's going to be leaving at this point it, it, I, th- I think that the, the big thing with Max Pacioretty that rubs people extra the wrong way is that he was on top of all the uh, all of all like, a captain, but it was the same cap- kind of idea. The season wasn't going as bad, obviously the the year Max Pacioretty left, but it was a bad year and Pacioretty became kind of a ghost. And but Petrie, it's just it's, it's really like sad. I don't want to like he did so much for the team. He was so like you said, arguably the best player on the team for a few years, always stepping up when uh, when Weber was out and. And uh, like a, a big reason why the team started struggling last uh, during the when during the playoffs when the, when, when the house were having difficulties was when he was he injured his finger and all that like it's just a great player for the Canadians and then it just and it sounds like he has stuff like in his personal life that aren't make, making things any easier I mean I, I, with COVID and his family not wanting to be in Montreal it it can't be easy I can't imagine but you still gotta show up to the games and. And try but like the whole thing with with when Montembeau got ran over and he just didn't do anything and all that is just man I I, I, I don't want to turn on Jeff Petrie but he's making it real hard no uh, it's it's sad it's sad for sure but you know it, it obviously at this point the best thing is going to be I don't know that it's really going to happen during the season it's probably more of an off-season move but um 
yeah, it's, it's going to be sad to see him go, but it obviously yeah. definitely at this point, it's, it's the best thing for everybody. And, but, but like how much of his, was his frustration around the coaching situation? Like we don't know. Right. So, 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 so maybe with, with St. Louis coming in the, some of these players that were unhappy, maybe it, it, it turns their, their opinions around. Like maybe if, Maybe if the season ends on a bit more of a high note, we know we're obviously like they're not going to make the playoffs at this point. But if if the, the team starts playing a bit better after the trade deadline, after having made some of those moves, that's when you you have players. Maybe it's not Jeff Petrie, but maybe even the other players that maybe previously wanted to be out of Montreal now are feeling like, OK, maybe this this team isn't going to be this bad like for, for, for long and it's worth it to stick around for 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 what it's going to be. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really curious to see how, how it's going to go with with the trade deadline. But, oh, yeah, it's so sad a Jeff Petrie thing, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's, no, it's, uh, okay. like I said, it's the, the cherry on the shit Sunday that this season has been. No, absolutely. And the thing is, is, like, I'll be the first to admit that this fan base turns on its former players way too quickly. And, like, I, it still bothers me when P.K. Subban gets booed. P.K. Subban did nothing but give everything he had to the Montreal Canadiens. And I get it that it happens because... P.K. Subban fans were extremely annoying for years after he got traded. And, like, we all love Shea Weber and all that. And, like, I don't want to go back on the trade. But there's no reason for P.K. Subban to be booed when he comes to Montreal. He did nothing wrong to the Canadians or to, to the fans, you know. Uh, so that always but, – but Jeff Petrie, it's like, man, I can't defend you, man. It's it's Because, no, like, no. I can't be as upset as I've been in the past about Max Pacioretty when he's doing exactly the same thing. And the thing that pissed me off the most about Max Pacioretty is the first time – Patrick was back in Montreal in the Vegas uniform. He played his ass off. Like like the most effort I've ever seen Max Patrick put on the ice. And I just I I can only imagine Jeff Petrie doing the same thing and it pissed me off so much. Yeah. But but like to, to get back to PKC, but what do you think of those rumors of him signing a cheap contract in the offseason to come back to Montreal? Bergerman's yeah, not here anymore. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Why not, man? Why not? I would welcome him with if he wants to come back and he understands what he's worth now and he comes back on a cheap contract and it's just gonna be because like let's be honest, like next year's probably another rebuild year. Like why not? I want I want to mend that fence, man. PK didn't didn't leave on on the good note. He, uh, I want to see him back on the Canadian Canadians jersey. He, he was so fun when he was on the Habs. I know he's not yeah. a player he used to be. I know, but like if he wants to come back on a cheap contract. I'll take him with open arms. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it, but like, I don't think it's gonna happen. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I, I don't think that's gonna. I don't know. I think. Uh, first of all, I think there's a lot of players on the team that don't like him. Um, <laughs> and and I, I think there's probably a lot behind the scenes that maybe we don't know. And now, well, yeah, I mean, sure. like you said, Bergevin is not there anymore, but. But uh, no, I'm sure there there's probably be a lot of fences that would need to be mended before that were to happen. But if, if he were to come, like I said, it would be on a cheap contract. And I feel like PK accepting to come on a cheap contract to me goes a long way of him being like, I just want to be in Montreal no matter what, you know what I mean? Like, like that alone, that him wanting to come here when it's, it's still in a rebuild just because he loves Montreal and coming on a cheap contract. That that to me shows growth with him and all that, you know, and and whatever, like don't get along. I'm mean, I mean, I'm sure PK is more mature than he used to be, but uh, I mean, also he might just want to sign to an actual contender on a cheap contract if he's going to do that anyways, you know. But I, don't know, I I think it's kind of interesting. I would love PK back personally. 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but uh, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, so we did actually get a Twitter question, believe it or Ooh. not. Uh, so from Ryan Rebalkin. Um, so, well, basically two questions. Uh, is this, so talking about the, well, basically what happened today, obviously the coaching change. Is this a step in the right direction? And what are the next changes we can expect? Uh, so step in the right direction. I mean, let, let, I, again, I mean, I'm I'm of the view that it's it's really going to be an interim thing. And, you know, it's it's basically just plugging a hole at this point with uh, with Santa Wee. Um, I mean, it's it's really, I don't know. It's I mean, we haven't really seen anything at this point from Gordon and, and Hughes. It's it's going to be all about that deadline, man. Like they they got to yeah, absolutely. This is where they got to hit it out of the park. I mean, they have the opportunity here to really set the Habs up for, you know, for the well, hopefully for the for for the future. Um, you know, this season's obviously already a lost cause. But they need to. So, to, w- w- what would you like to see at the deadline, right? Right. Like, do you want to see just stocking on picks, or do we kind of want a mix of picks and you know, young players that are maybe already playing in the NHL? Because, like, do, oh, do we want to talk about a we're going to be good in five, six years, or do you want to get some young players that maybe can step into the lineup as as quickly as next year and, and start helping the team? You know, if we if we're moving guys like Jeff Petrie and Lekkinen and and and, uh, and Ben Sherratt. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, I don't necessarily need guys that are going to be stepping in next season. Um, you know, I I think you know, our first round picks. I'm all for, for for some first round picks. I mean, if we can get some decent prospects back as well, that can again maybe not necessarily play for the Habs next year, but you know, if if we can maybe see them in you know two, three, four seasons, that's that's sort of what I'd be looking for. Um, but you know, I mean, but he did say he wanted to be competitive in the next two or three years, you know, and you want to build years. a winning team with Suzuki still like four years is a long way. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, Suzuki's still young. I mean, you know, That's Suzuki's true. what, 22, I think, um, same thing with Caulfield's uh, 21, I think, um, you know, I mean, a Romanov is only 21 or 22 as well. You got Gouli who's going to be coming up. He's 19. So, you know, there's a lot of young players on the team right now that, you know, they, they still haven't hit their prime yet. Um, so, you know, it's uh, basically just assets, man. At this point, to to just yeah. try to fill the cupboards. I don't want to. I don't want these. You know, the Bergevin was always about getting those second, third, and fourth round picks. Uh, let's get some serious assets. I I don't well, need. Uh, that's the thing. I want first, but I also want prospects that are more sure bets than just a pick. You know, I don't want to just get plenty of picks. I want to get some like young players that are going to be ready to come in. Maybe not next year, but like the year after that, and are already kind of like. You know, you know, like like a Nick Suzuki type of situation, you know, like where like obviously it worked out extremely well with Nick Suzuki, but I don't want just picks, you know, I don't want to end up having plenty of picks and 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 nothing else, you know. But obviously, I wouldn't say no to first round picks and all that, but I want some prospects too and 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 some some players that that, that can step in. But honestly, the, the biggest job for him is to clear all these contracts out, and if we can get out of the deadline and 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 the the because the, the, the cap rate situation right now is not great, and that's despite having a terrible team. So if he can fix that alone, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, and, and I think definitely what you want to see or what, at least what I want to see from him is, is not do what Bergevin often did and just sort of get those, fill those like holes, band-aids. Yeah. you know, those band-aids that, yeah, you know, th- this is, it's going to be ugly probably for at least the next two seasons. Just, you know, in, in, I mean, try to put a relatively competitive team, like don't let go full blown, you know, finish in last place necessarily, but you know, get focus on the youth, put them in a position to to succeed. But you know, don't go out and get those those guys like a David Savard or a Carl Alsner. You know, yeah. and get sure. young guys. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I, absolutely. Put, put an exciting yeah. team on the ice. You know, I mean, and 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 I feel like he has the the leeway to do it. Like like the like the because. It, it's very easy to say he was giving a sh- shit hand and a, and a, and a terrible roster from, from Bergman and, and kind of like he has the opportunity to really kind of do a full kind of rebuild. And it, I, I don't think any reasonable fan will be upset at, at its management team if they're bad again next year, right? We're not expecting to be good next year, uh, but you know, get those assets in and, and start making us see the, the positive in the future, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's you can't expect them to just turn it around in one season. You know, it's it's going to be it's going to be a process for sure. They hired Ken Hughes and, and Gorton. You know, I mean, we gotta they're we gotta just have faith in what they're doing. You know, this whole St. Louis thing. Uh, to be honest, I'm a little skeptical skeptical about it, but you know, just gotta tr- trust the process basically, and hopefully it works out. Hopefully we're competitive again in you know maybe hopefully three years. All right, and. Uh... We'll see what happens, and uh, I think uh, that pretty much uh, covers it. We'll see wh- how uh, it goes in the next couple of games. And uh, like we've said the last few times we've had a podcast after these changes, I'm actually excited to watch a few games and see how the team uh, responds uh, after this change because, I mean, the last few times it hasn't made much of a difference. But uh, the coach is a big change, right? Like that, that, that's the guy they interact with every every day. So excited to see how it goes, and we're going to start seeing some trades. So we're going to – we're going to be back to uh, to record some podcasts once uh, some of that news breaks and maybe talk about how the games go under Santa. We and to see if Dustin is right and he does get back to back wins in the first uh, in the first I'm week. Telling you, it's job. happening. It's it's <laughs> going to happen. I'm telling you. I mean, I hope you're right. It'd be hilarious. It would really be hilarious. All right, so I think that does it for uh, for today's episode. So as always, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, follow us at the Habs Forum on Twitter. Ask us your questions, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.